Worship leaders, worship musicians, and those who love to worship. We're in our third and final video of a three-part series called An Altar of Uncut Stones. This is a Bible study about a really cool piece of scripture from Deuteronomy that is actually the blueprint for the modern-day church. And I can prove it. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Worship Homestead. My name is Nathan Smith. Thanks for joining me. Today, we're in our final part of the series, An Altar of Uncut Stones, where we look at how God sneakily snuck the blueprint for the modern church in the Old Testament right at the very beginning. So let's take a look at it, but first I want to give you something. If you go to my website, blueprintsounds.com, you can get access to my free worship training bundle called the Worship Booster Pack. It has PDFs and online courses to help your worship team in every area. There's 25 chart-topping arrangement tricks. If you have a song you've been working on with your band that you wish could be more interesting, download this PDF, and it has 25 great ideas for ways to make your song pop. There's cheat codes for church sound. This PDF has 25 really practical tips for your church sound engineer to make your live stream or live sound sound better immediately. There's how to build a better band. This PDF breaks down every portion of the worship team and explains what their job is and what their job is not so that you don't step on each other's toes, but you play together as a unit. And there's five elements of a full-sounding worship team. This is an online workshop that when I teach live at churches, I usually charge for, but I'm giving you for free. Again, all this and more is part of my worship booster pack. Click on the link nearby, blueprintsounds.com forward slash worship booster pack. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. So if you haven't been following us, we're in Deuteronomy 27, and the Lord is talking to Israel, telling them, hey, when you get into the promised land, when you cross the river Jordan, here's what you're going to do. We're going to pick it up in Deuteronomy 27, 4. So it shall be when you cross the Jordan, you shall set up on Mount Ebal these stones as I am commanding you today, and you shall coat them with lime. Moreover, you shall build there an altar to the Lord your God, an altar of stones, you shall not wield an iron tool on them. You shall build the altar of the Lord your God of uncut stones, and you shall offer on it burnt offerings to the Lord your God, and you shall sacrifice peace offerings and eat there, and rejoice before the Lord your God. You shall write on these stones all of the words of this law very distinctly. So there's four components to this altar that are interesting. One, it's made of stone. Okay. Two, it's made of uncut stones. Number three, it's coated in lime plaster. And number four, it has the law of the Lord written on it. Well, in the previous videos, we talked about what the stones and what the uncut nature of the stones is. Briefly, here's what it means. Stones and sons are linked in the Hebrew language and all throughout the Old Testament. When J Joshua has the people cross over the Jordan River, right, that has stopped and, and they walk across on dry ground, he has the 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 sons of Israel, the head of those tribes, pick up 12 stones and takes them out and builds an altar. So stones are sons. Not only that, the word stone in Hebrew is eben. The word son in Hebrew is ben. They're only one letter different. Stones means, you know, something to build with, but so does son. Son means the builder of a family name. They have the same root word, which means to build. And so if you want more information on that, go and watch the first video. You can see all of that. The uncut nature of the stone is really cool. Uncut in Hebrew is the word Salem or peace, but it actually means more than peace. It means whole, 
just, full, complete, that whole, all of that wraps into that word peace. That's where we get the word shalom is from Salem. What that means for us in the New Testament, and Paul explains this, is that we are being built into the temple of the Lord. We're like body parts that fit together. We're not perfectly uniform. We're not interchangeable. We each have a place in the body or the temple of Christ. So that's what the wholeness of the stones refers to. So there's two more components. The white plaster, the lime, what's going on there? If you were an ancient Israelite, and you wanted to make plaster, here's what you did. You took limestone, and you threw it in a fire, and you got it really hot, and you burnt it to the point where it actually changed the chemical nature of the limestone. Then you threw it in water, and now this new material, this lime, reacts with the water, and that's called slaking. It creates, it boils, and it bubbles, and it creates this this chemical reaction, and it breaks up the rock, And after that is all over, it becomes this inert putty. It's this thick plaster that then you can use to smear over the top of things. And that's how the ancient Greeks and Romans would get these beautiful edifices that were really smooth and white. It was that plaster that came from the lime, which came from the limestone. So that's what the word lime actually means in Hebrew. It means to boil. They're just talking about what happens when you throw the lime into the water. Well, what about the New Testament? Like, what's the correlation? Do we see anything else that's white like plaster in the New Testament? Yes, we do. And it's in Revelation. So here we are in Revelation 19. We're going to start at verse 7. Let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. It was given to her to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and clean, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. So linen was made from flax, and it, when it was bleached, was white. And in fact, the Hebrew word for linen means bleached white. So right there in Revelation, John is saying, okay, here's the bride of Christ, And she's wearing fine linen, and he spells it out. The linen is the righteous acts of the saints. So let's put the pieces together. We have an altar of uncut stones wrapped in white plaster. Well, the stones are sons joined together as whole sons into a body, which is the bride of Christ, wrapped in fine linen, which is the righteous acts of the saints. Really, really cool. From the beginning, when Israel had just stepped foot into the promised land, God is pointing to revelation. He's pointing to the bride of Christ. This physical thing is going to become this spiritual thing. How cool is that? But there's one more component, and that is the law was engraved into the plaster. So we have this altar of uncut stones, whole stones, wrapped in white plaster, and then they would carve into the plaster the words of the law, so that it could be clearly read. Well, where else do you see something like that in Scripture? In Hebrews. So here we are in Hebrews 8. And the author of Hebrews, maybe Paul, but the author of Hebrews is explaining the new covenant, and he's quoting Jeremiah. Verse 7. For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion sought for a second. For finding fault with them, he says, and now he quotes Jeremiah, Behold, days are coming, says the Lord, when I will effect a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. 
not like the covenant which I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, for they did not continue in my covenant, and I did not care for them, says the Lord. Here it comes. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law into their minds, and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach everyone his fellow citizen, and everyone his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all will know me, from the least to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. There it is. In the new covenant, which was promised by Jeremiah, God says, I will write my law on their minds and on their hearts. So that's the final piece. Whereas in the Old Testament, the law was engraved on the plaster on the, te- on the altar of uncut stones. In the new covenant, he engraves it on us, the living stones wrapped in white, which are the righteous acts of the saints. He puts the law on our hearts and on our minds. Wow. So let's recap because that was a lot. Again, we have those four components. In the Old Testament, it was an altar of stones. In the New Testament, it's an altar of sons, a temple, a body, a nation, a family. It's all of that at the same time. In the Old Covenant, they were uncut stones or whole stones, Salem stones. In the New Covenant, they are whole sons. They're peaceful, just, made complete sons meaning that God does not change our design. He doesn't cut us to fit. He uses our entire design that he gave us when he created us to build up the temple. Thirdly, the altar was wrapped in white plaster. In the new covenant, the body of Christ, which is the bride, is dressed in the righteous acts of the saints in dazzling, sparkling white linen. And finally, in the old covenant, the altar had the law written on it, engraved on the plaster. In the New Covenant, it's written on the hearts and minds of every believer. Isn't that incredible that from the beginning of the covenant, God was already pointing to the church. He was having Israel do something prophetically, which they sort of understood, but which was hidden from them uh, until the time of Christ, where we find out, oh, this is a bigger deal than just Israel. The Gentiles also have a part in it, and all of us are being built into the temple of the Lord. That is some pretty amazing forethought on the part of God. He always had the church in mind, and his vision for the church is that it would be a temple of whole sons dressed in righteousness with the law of God written on their hearts and minds. Pretty cool. Hey, I hope that video helps you. And again, if your worship team needs help, click on the link nearby, blueprintsounds.com forward slash worship booster pack. Until next week, God bless and goodbye.